The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents. Nobel Prize winning scientists, elite athletes, and technology innovators, to name a few, fail more frequently, not less, than most people. Without their failures, their extraordinary successes would not have been possible. They're not sloppy. They're willing to work hard to prevent the failures that can be prevented. But they're just as willing to stretch what's possible because they have made friends with failure and they're unusually able to glean its powerful lessons. Happy Monday, everyone. This is the Next Big Idea Daily, and I'm your host, Michael Kovnett. My question for you today is, what have you failed at? Come on, you know you've failed at something. We all have, at jobs, at relationships, on the sports field, or in the kitchen. Yeah, sorry about that pan-seared trout last night. But come on, failure is part of life. We all know that. And we all know we should learn from our mistakes. But that's actually harder than it sounds. Luckily, we're joined by someone today who's thought long and hard about mistakes and how to make better ones. Her name is Amy Edmondson. She's a professor at the Harvard Business School, author of seven books and more than 75 articles and case studies. And she's here to tell us how to avoid boneheaded mistakes and instead cultivate what she calls intelligent failure. All failure is not alike. Yes, some failures are indeed bad, and they can and should be prevented as often as possible. But some failures are genuinely good because they bring valuable new knowledge that couldn't be gleaned any other way. I call these intelligent failures. No, that's not an oxymoron. A failure is intelligent when it occurs in new territory, in pursuit of a goal, whether finding a life partner or making a scientific breakthrough. Also, you had good reason to think what you tried might have worked. And finally, the experiment was appropriately small so as not to incur undue financial, reputational, or safety risks. Intelligent failures are the right kind of wrong. They bring the keys to innovation, adventure, and great success in almost every field. Mistakes and failures are not synonymous. While reducing mistakes in your life and work is a worthy ambition. Avoiding failure is not. This is not because mistakes are smaller than failures. It's because mistakes can be avoided with vigilance and care. There are readily available best practices for doing just that at home and at work. Mistakes, by definition, are the unintended deviations from pre-specified standards, procedures, rules, or policies. And with vigilance, training, and teamwork, mistakes can be reduced to near zero in the contexts where excellence matters most. In contrast, failure is an outcome that deviates from a desired result, whether that be failing to win a tennis tournament, a startup that goes broke, or overcooking the fish meant for dinner. Some failures are caused by mistakes, indeed, such as overcooking the fish, And some are caused by skill or training shortcomings. Maybe the tennis tournament qualifies. But others are the unavoidable and useful results of smart experiments. These, again, are intelligent failures. Learning from failure is not as easy as it sounds. 
Learning from failure sounds pretty straightforward, right? Take a look, figure out what went wrong, and don't do that again. But as human beings, we're up against several worthy foes that challenge our ability to learn from the failures we experience, both in our personal lives and in our work. First, a spontaneous aversion to failure makes us reluctant to take a close look, to analyze them, to learn exactly what happened, to figure out how we contributed and what we can do better next time. Second, an erroneous belief that people learn more from success than from failure often makes us not even bother to try. Third, it's easy to stop with the most superficial analysis. For instance, you might simply resolve to try harder next time. And finally, our embarrassment about sharing our failures with others limits the ability of our families and our teams to learn from failure vicariously. The most successful pilots of new products and services are riddled by failure. If you're in charge of a pilot to test a new innovation, it is tempting to want it to succeed with flying colors. It's tempting to do everything in your power to ensure that everything goes well, even if that means your test of the innovation is nowhere close to representative of real operating conditions. A telecommunications company I studied went through an embarrassing and expensive new service launch fiasco after a picture-perfect pilot of a new technology. You might say that the company's pilot failed by succeeding when it should have succeeded by failing. In other words, by not doing the work to discover the vulnerabilities that needed to be fixed before a full-scale launch, the pilot failed the company and its customers. Organizations need to create the incentives that motivate project leaders to ensure that enough is learned and enough is changed so that the launch of the innovation at scale is a soaring success. An effective pilot is riddled with the intelligent failures that generate the valuable information about what isn't quite ready for prime time. The most successful people in every field have a healthy relationship with failure. Nobel Prize winning scientists, elite athletes, and technology innovators, to name a few, fail more frequently, not less, than most people. Without their failures, their extraordinary successes would not have been possible. So what do these resilient game changers know that most people don't? It starts with their willingness to take smart risks, knowing full well that some of them will end in failure. They eschew comfort to pursue growth. They are relentlessly curious about what might be possible. And they have a bias for action. Truly, it's a bias for iteration. Instead of playing not to lose, they play to win. They are not engaging in the kind of failure that comes from not trying. They're not sloppy. They're willing to work hard to prevent the failures that can be prevented. But they're just as willing to stretch what's possible because they have made friends with failure and they're unusually able to glean its powerful lessons. Thank you, Amy. I'm also going to be interviewing Amy on our Next Big Idea podcast, so keep your ears out for that especially if you have more to learn about intelligent failure, and I'm betting you do. You can also get an ad-free version of that podcast on our Next Big Idea app, available wherever you get your apps. Come on back tomorrow when we'll find out why kids born in August are less likely to get flu shots than kids born other times of the year, and when the best time is to have a heart attack. 
Not that there's ever a good time, but it turns out some parts of the year are better than others. We'll hear from the doctors who wrote Random Acts of Medicine about all the strange and non-scientific factors that go into your health care. I'm Michael Kavnet. See you tomorrow.